Cool. I think maybe let's go ahead and get started. I know there's a lot of people on the call, and we'll probably pull a bunch of people on stage, so it feels like we can just jump right into it. All right. Uh, so well, welcome, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go. I'm reading your part of the script. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, everybody. This is uh, We're going to be talking about the City 9 vote today. Um, this is our last vote for the Crypto Citizen Cities, which is pretty incredible to say, hard to believe. Uh, the first one was over a year ago when we selected London from among five great choices, um, which sent us on our journey there in July of 2022, and we met a bunch of amazing people. I see Icon in the chat. Hello, Icon. How are you? Um, and yeah, we've had a bunch of great discussion in the Discord. It felt like a good opportunity to get people together, give people a platform to share their views, share their opinions. And so on this call, uh, what I want to do is a lot of listening. I still haven't cast my vote yet. I'm trying to gather all the data that I can. Um, we've got a good mix here of people that are working on the project daily as part of the core team, active community members. And so it feels like uh, a really nice group that's going to have a wide range of perspectives. And so just some rules of the road. Um, please try to keep it civil. Um, you know, understand that people may have different viewpoints as you. You're welcome to share your viewpoints. This is obviously a topic that people are very passionate about, and that's part of the reason why our community is amazing. Um, but we're going to give as many people as possible some time to speak. And I want to stay here until everyone that wants to speak has had a chance to. So with that, um, you know, if you have a, if you want to discuss maybe your city choice, feel free to raise your hand. And we'll start bringing you up on stage. Um, just to you know, provide some context. There's five cities in this vote, Athens, Greece, uh, Cape Town, South Africa, Dubai in the UAE, Paris, France, and Seoul, South Korea. And in previous city votes, we've selected a geographic region. So for example, when we, uh, you know, ended up voting on London, it was places in Europe. So the options were London, uh, Dublin, Amsterdam, Lisbon, Paris. When we voted on Mexico City, it was places in Latin America. So places like Bogota, um, when we ended up voting on Tokyo, it was places in Asia, Singapore, Seoul, um, Hanoi, Thailand. And when we chose Argentina, it was places in the Southern Hemisphere. So Sydney, Australia, Melbourne, um, and, you know, Buenos Aires. And so for the ninth vote, you know, it, it felt like we have had so many great options along the way that we wanted to do something that felt like a little bit more of a wild card, you know, sort of a best of, of all the choices that we've had so far that haven't been selected. And so we were very thoughtful, and I think that's obviously reflected here because there are so many good choices. Um, it's not an obvious decision. And so uh, what I want to do today is give maybe, you know, five or ten minutes per city so people that want to talk about a specific city can come on up and raise their hands. And then we can also have time for people, you know, maybe to respond to those opinions. And so uh, what we can do is, you know, if you have a city in mind, you can raise your hand and we'll sort of start as people come up. Otherwise, we can start alphabetically, maybe with Athens. I would love to invite maybe Chan um, on stage to talk a little bit about how he sees the Crypto Citizen Collection as a whole. Um, for those of you who don't know, Chan is the artist behind the Crypto Citizens Collection. All 10 cities uh, will be created by Chan, and he puts a lot of time into the research that goes into creating the characters for each one. Uh, welcome, Chan. Hi, Phil. Thanks. Yeah, this is always a fun time to talk about cities and where we go. Then uh, also, you know, it's been an amazing journey for the past two years, and this is the the final vote we're gonna do. Um, yeah, because just looking back uh, when we started this whole journey of the idea of 
challenge ourselves to do 10,000 citizens around the world. It's as if, you know, it's like a, around the world in 80 days. It's, it's like self-imposed creative, financial, um, artistic challenge that just like, okay, that we driven by the community, but also driven by Brian Moments, the core team, just it's, it's for us, it's kind of like a once in a lifetime thing that we want to accomplish. So it's just been amazing the support we have, the following we have along the, along the way. Um, then when it comes to the city nine, you know, we really kind of think about what are the cities that haven't got onto the journey that really would be a huge regret if we're looking back, uh, years later, you know, looking back at the three years we spent together that we didn't go there and also didn't create the uh, on-chain memory, visual memory of it, which is the crypto citizens. You know, like how do we represent the world um, as we see it in this three years of the time? So, yeah, for me, the first city that came to my mind is actually Paris. It's like I just couldn't see the crypto citizen complete without Parisians. It's, you know, it's for all the obvious reasons. Um, historical, cultural, and right now also a Web3 hub. So, yeah, so that vote for me is pretty obvious. Of course, there's some amazing cities. I've been to Cape Town. I've been to uh, you, Dubai. I've been to all different cultures. But if I have to choose one of the five, just, you know, for me as artist, as things I want to represent in pixel art that put on chain forever, um, Paris just seems an obvious choice. Can you talk a little bit about how you see the 10 cities as a collection? Because, you know, individually, each one of them has their own aesthetic. But when you look back at all 10,000 crypto citizens, um, how do you think about the collection as a whole? Yeah, it's actually a consistent aesthetics. That's what, you know, I always want to achieve. It's 40 by 45 by 45 grade. But also the horizon line um, where you stand, the foreground, background, they all have the same measurements. You know, every, um, the body shapes and the, uh, every little parts was joined by the, uh, almost as the same kind of a consideration of between being figurative and also abstract. So it's kind of almost the same level of abstraction that you render, um, the things that represent the city and its people. Um, so for me, yes, some cities are probably more colorful. You know, for example, the Mexicans are more colorful because Mexican culture has more colors versus, say, uh, Germans has probably more primary colors because uh, Berlin, you know, is, has a more uh, decis- decisively uh, uh, simpler uh, color palette. So, yeah, and also geometrically, uh, Berlin, I'm just using Berlin as an example because it has the most rectangles of any cities in the world, perhaps, you know, versus somewhere like Patagonians, which, you know, I'm working on right now is a lot more organic because it's nature. So, but, but overall, I want to see this as a 10,000, uh, poetry project that all has a consistent aesthetics. But then has the subcategories of ten cities, but also uh, four different backgrounds. Um, yeah, it's a system basically um, throughout. 
And how do you, you know, when we did the Venetians, they were four times of day, one background, no music, no animation. And along the way, we've added technology. Um, When the 10th city is done in Venice, Italy next year, how do you think, like, this project has taken three years. So you yourself have experienced a lot between when it started and when it ended. Um, how How do you think about, like, the changes in sort of, like, the underlying you know, we added the animation for London. We added the nighttime for Mexas. Is it part of the collection that some cities have aesthetic pieces that others don't? Yeah, um, I think it's always just like our meeting experience uh, uh, too. It's just always inspired from the city itself, and and probably broader the uh, the the country's culture. So I won't say you know it's not about adding features or technology as we go is more a conceptual thinking as what the thing that we can add to represent um, the people. Um, I felt probably the Crypto Tokyo eyes uh, are the best we've done. Um, conceptually, just for me, it's the most uh, coherent and uh, thoughtful, somehow it's felt uh, simple as a whole holistic approach um not only the seasons change but the season change with the same landscape but also the a beat music match the pixel art uh visually right we use the nintendo vintage nintendo um music processing code so everything fell just conceptually all together um then you know maxis has the nine mode that that's you know inspired by the the day of the death the death culture celebrate the afterlife um so you know we wouldn't do the seasonal thing for mexico city because it's not known for that but the the celebration of death uh the life and afterlife is known culture so i i, I think it's more about what is the special thing to represent the region and the city versus what technology we can add on so looking through then you're looking through the uh, the entire collections from um, Venice Beach to now. Um, I would say, yeah, maybe maybe we could add, add some generated hip hop to New York, but uh, it seems we are not missing too much. Actually, the sunset, the conceptual uh, day of light, that's just what Venice Beach is known, and that's what the most you know signature visual thing you when you when you come to Venice is that. So. Um, I feel like almost conceptually, uh, it's on our minds from the very beginning. Uh, yeah, I think the fall. I think the fall New Yorkers are my favorite citizen of all time. That's insane, really. Yeah, early on. Um, as the artist, how do you feel about not having you know the final say in, in what location gets chosen? I get nervous, super nervous, um, because it's like. Yeah, 50% not up to me, um, but I have to do, you know, the, uh, Buenos Aires is actually a good example because I voted for Sydney because uh, when you think about Sydney and Australians, just uh, there's a lot of more visual cues. It seems easier. Um, Buenos Aires as a city, is, is there's, um, it seems not having enough distinctive, like absolutely unique visual cues. So that was a challenge. Um, but so I guess, you know, as artists, sometimes artists do commissions 
you know, all the way from Renaissance, when you look at you know, artists painting the scenes of churches, you know, it's a commission. So this is kind of partially a commission for me. So it's, it's, it's part of fun. I think, you know, where we go and then I, I have two months or three months, probably maximum to finish the mini collection within the tensile and make sure it actually fits the culture and the city and also work um work well with the rest of the collection so it's a fun challenge of course you know if the city i'm not um quite passionate chosen to be the city um it would be kind of hard but uh, so far it's been actually great because uh, the city i really really want to do were uh, london and tokyo so really happy with those and I mean, you sort of you wear two hats, right? You're the artist for the Crypto Citizens, but you're also the creative director at Bright Moments. How important is the city choice in the event that takes place? It's almost like ninety five percent essential, right? Like we we won't have what we've done in Tokyo if we're not going to Tokyo. And the reason we chose Tokyo, the community chose Tokyo, it was just a huge. Uh, push and uh motivation i would say you know just inspired us to you know do arcade uh come with you know change the asakura house into a uh you know wabi-sabi gallery so all this meeting experience and all the way down to the typography choices i also try to you know um kind of acknowledge and uh, uh, pay homage to um the broader visual culture of the location. So, you know, typography for uh, Tokyo is vertically written, even though it's English, but because that's how you traditionally write uh, Japanese uh, is vertical and uh, um, from right to left. Uh, so all this is pretty important decision. Once we know where the city will go from the typography, the minting experience, the design, come down to, you know, how do you meet uh, a crypto citizen? All that will be decided pretty much by the choice of the city, which gives us, you know, as a team and also our partners, just a, such a fun, um, creative challenge. You know, it's, it's fun. Like we, we get to do almost everything uh, from scratch uh, every three months. You know, I, I read somewhere, you know, somebody like, oh, the Bramon is kind of like a circuit Circuit to Soleil, but I, I don't think we're not that at all. You know, we're we're not like, you know, we made a show. We just go around the world and try to do that show. No, actually, it's not that at all. We every three months we basically create a thing from scratch, from the citizens to the meeting experience to the design system to how you know people travel. Everything just start over from uh from every three months. But then what is interesting is the uh. From each city, the experiences we, the skills we learned, and the people we met, will be somehow you know taken uh, into the journey as inspirations, as friends, as the reason that we you know make the next city a little better than the previous one. Yeah, and there's um, one more question. I want to bring up some some folks who've requested to come on stage. Um, the minting experience is off chain, but it's very important to the collection. Are there any are there any themes with minting with the citizens that we haven't explored yet that you want to? Yeah, it's probably analog. That is a good question. <laughs> yeah, I think it's analog. 
Um, you know, every, every time we, we, we've done something, it's always digital, right? It's always plugged in. It's always some sort of, uh, uh, display. You know, if it's eight meters or it's, if it's like one centimeters in London, it's always a digital gadget. It's always hooked up, uh, to some electricity. So, um, I think I would be very, um, interested in doing something that's not using electricity. Sounds like a challenge. Awesome. Um, Chan. Feel free to stay on stage here in case folks have questions for you or if you have to go on mute. I'm going to bring cool, uh, Samir up on stage here. Samir, welcome to the space. I believe you're originally a Crypto New Yorker holder. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, thank you for, for bringing me back up or bringing me up. Yeah. Appreciate it. Of course. Do you, do you want do you want to talk a little bit about your origin yeah. story at Bright Moments? Yeah, and how you, yeah 100%. I was going to start with that, so appreciate you uh, segueing in. I guess first and foremost, I want to say like I have the utmost uh, respect for the core Bright Moments team, Phil, Seth, everybody who's pushed this project. And I value everything you guys have done uh, from inception up until to today. Um, and it, it goes to say with it, it goes in hand with my my involvement or how I came part of the the project. I was lucky enough to be a crypto z- uh, citizen through the um, raffle that happened in New York early on, um, happened to win the crypto citizen for crypto New Yorker minted. I think it was one of the last ones on the final day. And it, it allowed me to be a part of this amazing community and get to know, uh, the team there, understand the vision and, and really have an exposure to a DAO in a very intimate, um, setting. And I've, uh, as a byproduct, been lucky enough to also, um have crypto citizens in every subsequent uh city thereforth um either by by raffle or by um the airdrop that that happens and so it's been a an amazing experience um i've got to know amazing artists and and connections through it and so i really appreciate it and i think that's why um you know it brings the community together and also uh people become you know really uh, wanting the best interest for, for the project. Um, and so here we are at our, I think the last vote we're going to have for city selection. And for myself, I, I personally voted, uh, Dubai first and had, um, Cape Town as my second. And I guess I want to voice uh, a little bit of where my mind is at and, you know, hear everybody else's. Uh, I want to keep this as short as possible to give space and room for everybody else who, who may want to also uh, share their thoughts. But um, as we close this out, and this will be the last opportunity to select a city, I think a couple points that can be made is, one, looking at the overall landscape of where we've been and where, where we're going to close this out if, if we select the city on, on this proposal. Um, you know, if we end up selecting Paris, there's going to be four European cities across the, the coverage that we have. And I personally, I've always appreciated the idea of having, uh, representation or reach in different regions and different communities and different continents as much as possible. And, I think we've, you guys really hit the mark, save maybe, you know, one region or one continent, which would be Africa and Middle East. And I think we have that opportunity here. And I feel personally a little bit saddened that that might be the case. 
Um, obviously, I know that's subjective and that's my own perspective, but I do think it should be something that um, I'd love to hear everybody else's opinion on in the landscape of things if Venice will be our final stop. And I can understand why that is. And I respect that executive decision because, you know, I appreciate that origin story to the full circle moment in, in Venice, Italy. But then it really leaves a concentrated representation in Europe. And we have an opportunity here to have uh, an extension elsewhere. And personally, I think that that's where my 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 heart lies. But um, I, I respect, you know, the, the vision that, that, you know, Bright Moments has. And I, I would love to hear everybody else's position on it. Um, so, yeah, that's maybe where I'd like to leave it at for now. But, um, yeah, what do you think, Phil? I mean, I, I think it's a great point. I would, I would want to bring maybe Mix Brick up on stage, who's one of our community members who's been in every city. Um, I really appreciate his perspective. You know, the, the way that I think about Dubai is like it's a bet on the future. And it's really compelling because if you think about cities that we've been to, they are historically great cities, right? Maybe, maybe with the exception of Los Angeles, which is a little bit newer, but the entertainment industry there is obviously so culturally significant. Um, and so we've chosen cities that have already sort of made a cultural impact. And I think Dubai is really making a push in the current moment to try to become that center. And it's not clear if it's going to work and it's not clear if you can sort of, you know, bring in a high enough concentration of artists and innovators. But they're really trying and everything that I've seen from there and from the amazing people in that region that I've spoken to, they're really passionate about moving away from a hydrocarbon economy and moving more towards a technology based economy. And, you know, when we look back at this project in 50 years, will it seem like, oh, we were right there and Dubai was right under our nose, but somehow we missed it. I think that's my case for, for, for why I would end up choosing Dubai. On, on the other hand, I think about Paris and I think about the Crypto Citizen Collection as a representative of the, you know, great global cities and places that have an immense cultural impact. And it feels like sort of a no-brainer. I mean, Paris is just, it's so recognizable. And this was something that Chan and I discussed when we were just down in Buenos Aires re recently. We were walking through Buenos Aires and it's like, I haven't seen Buenos Aires necessarily in media before. And so I didn't know what to expect. But Patagonia I've seen everywhere. I mean, it's such this beautiful and striking landscape. And I think that's one of the reasons why the crypto Patagonians as a collection sort of makes sense. Yes, it's not tied to a city, but it is sort of the natural component of the crypto citizen collection. And so, you know, I, I, I try to think about the collection as a whole and all 10 locations represented. Do we feel as though it properly captures, I don't know, this, this moment in history that we've lived through from 2021 until 2024 when the collection ends? Um, I, I definitely understand your viewpoint about having the widest geographic distribution possible. And that's actually something that we talked about at one of our previous team onsites in Venice. Like, should we be trying to do every continent? Should that actually be an explicit goal of ours? And we realized that it, it wasn't something that we, you know, the amazing thing about this project is like, we didn't plan from the very beginning <laughs> to go to these 10 cities and we choose them down the middle. And then we just did it like every step along the way, we sort of made the next step based on what we've learned so far. And that's sort of all we can do right now is look at what's available to us and, and what we think will make the best art and where we will have, you know, the most lasting impact. Um, so 
That's my opinion. Um, I, yeah, I'd be curious to hear from others in the chat. I know uh, Gulati, who's a, a recently joined community member. I think they bought a golden token for Tokyo a few months ago and joined. I'd love to hear from Ibi. I'd love to hear from Brocker, Dirtus, Future, Raptor News, Chris, uh, Mixed Brick. E everybody who has minted with us, maybe to come up on stage and, and share your opinion. Mies, Chan, what do you guys think? I think Dubai is a fantastic city. Um, one thing I'm not quite sure is basically just because I don't actually know is will there be things that just for the crypto citizens, right? Cause they are randomly, uh, mixed and match. So will there be something that offend people when there are, you know, um, gender or style based things that's not allowed or seen as taboo which i'm not sure that's an interesting point um i think that that could be addressed especially if you know people within the culture or the religion could work side by side um and give it or at least be a uh, a consultative voice on what might be normative and general practices there. I think that that can be addressed, but it's a fair, fair point um, to your point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I think about what, you know, remember when we were trying to choose the name for the crypto mexas and even the, the, you know, crypto, you know, we were calling the Porteños until we went down to Buenos Aires. There's always sort of this local cultural flavor and input and dialogue that we need to have. And we try to do it normally by getting a group of people together in the city. I mean, we just did it in Buenos Aires. We had about 50 people together for our first meetup. And we just try to absorb as much as possible while we're there and then continue to have a dialogue with the community as the city is being shaped. Um, I'd be curious to hear about some folks. I, I know Giannis has been a huge advocate for Athens. Giannis, I don't know if you're in a place where you can speak, but if you want to come up and maybe talk a little bit about your, your home city uh, in Greece. I had the chance to visit Athens last summer after leaving London, um, and it was absolutely beautiful. And I feel like it's such a, you know, rich cultural place with with such a, a history. I'm I'm currently driving, so not the best time, but I I didn't want to miss this space. Um, I mean, huge fan, obviously, of everything you guys are doing. Love Tokyo, probably my favorite. Did you find it? My my favorite event by far. Yeah, Tokyo was was probably yeah my my favorite NFT crypto event I've been. It was it was just amazing. Uh, I told the team it was hard to top off. I think it's gonna be very hard to you know top that event off, but I'm sure uh, all the other events are gonna be very unique and very interesting. And and I'm loving the the lineup for City Nine. Um, I to be honest, I I really liked. Um, South Africa as, as a as a potential city because then you know probably not all the continents but most of the continents would have been um, explored through through bright moments and that would be very interesting culture wise as well. Um, but yeah, obviously I'm a bit biased. I think Athens is going to be a great great city for for the ninth bright moment city. A lot of culture, a lot of history. Um, great city next to the sea. Uh, great food. Um, very art heavy as well. Uh, I think the potential Athens crypto citizens would look amazing. A lot of a lot of different um, 
you know, garments and accessories and landscapes to choose from. Um, it, it's a great city. It would be ideal if it was summer. But, yeah, Athens, I think, is, is, is a great city. Dubai is also a, a great location. Um, again, there's definitely, from, from what I heard uh, mentioned before, there's probably some difficulties. But it, it does make sense, especially as a crypto upcoming crypto hub as well. Um, another city in Asia would also be cool. Uh, Korea also, like Japan, would be very, very interesting. Different, completely different to Japan as well. Um, to me, to be 100% honest, I think Paris is the most boring option. Uh, and I'm low-key sad to see it win uh, at the moment. Uh, but uh, I would definitely be there. 100%. Um, but I think there's definitely more, way more interesting uh, cities than, than Paris, where a lot of NFT crypto events happen. A lot of people tend to, to visit Paris, but a lot of people don't tend to visit places like Korea, like uh, like South Africa. Greece is, is another big place, but I think most people haven't haven't had the opportunity to to travel to Greece. It's, it's a bit far away from, you know, Asia and the U.S. So it would be interesting to, to, to see how, how uh, the vote shapes up. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, I've really enjoyed seeing you campaign on Twitter. <laughs> it's been amazing. And your, yeah, me too. Uh, your, your, your Twitter background is epic, I think. I, I don't know if that's custom or homemade, but it's pretty, pretty cool. No, it's, it's made in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> it, looks, it looks great. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Giannis. Uh, Future, welcome up. Hey, everybody. Uh, oh, the breakdown. I mean, truthfully, the, the breakdown is I think we need more. Uh, I think we need more crypto citizen cities. I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be really tough to stop at ten here, you know. But I know there's only ten thousand citizens, so. Um, the show goes out. We can't change what that. Yeah, Brian Lewis so goes out. We can go to more cities, but. Tensaldan is Tensaldan. We can't. Yeah, and, and just a quick meta commentary on that. Even if we thought it would be a good idea, I'm not convinced it would be. You, you know, you look at what sort of happened recently with Azuki, and I just think that there's, a, you know, there, there's such a there's such a powerful thing about a number that doesn't change, and ten thousand is sort of what we've chosen and what we've stuck with. So yeah, I just I, I think it's it's sort of worth just st stating explicitly like. We can't have our cake and eat it too. We need to we need to stop at ten thousand, and even though it's hard, ten cities is the final number. Okay, Keith. So you you've been to a bunch of these places. What's your take? Yeah, I, it's I mean it's extreme. It's very challenging. I I'm all for the argument of expanding geographically to as wide a net as possible. You know, which would include you know going to somewhere in Africa, right? Like I have a friend listening in the background. He's sending me like alpha and beta cities. And, you know, I was spot checking where we've been so far and what we've, you know, what we've done have that are, you know, financially important where there's massive, you know, aggregation of people and culture and, and, you know, financial economic resources. And then there's the historic or, um, you know, cities that have uh, historic value that should be placed, you know, in, in the list as well. Um, and then, you know, there's the geographic reach as well, right? We've, we've just dealt with going to Japan, having an awesome event in Tokyo and, you know, making sure that community stays active and feels like it's, you know, continuing to be part of the Bright Moments ecosystem while at the same time being, you know, 13 or more hours away from most of the rest of the, um, you know, most of the rest of, of the 
of the existing cities and, and you know, time zones of, of when other people are online. Um, so we have, we're dealing with those challenges, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I'd, I'd really like to see where the, the boat shakes out and, um, I want the participation to be as high as possible. So we get, you know, the best possible choice from what everybody feels is appropriate. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to end up again, wherever, wherever we, we end up deciding because they're all great choices. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm undecided at this point. I haven't voted. Okay. We got a ringer. Um, Henry, welcome up. Hey. Um, hey. I, I've always been kind of in favor of Cape Town. Uh, I'm, I have this kind of fascination with being unbanked and this whole idea of like decentralization. And I, um, I think South Africa has a lot of people who are unbanked and I'm kind of curious about what their attitude towards cryptocurrency and this whole decentralized finance would be, um, which is also why I'm looking forward to Argentina. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think South Africa would be a really interesting choice. I also keep reading about cryptocurrency kind of scaling up there at the moment. And there are a lot of startups and all sorts of people creating, creating things down there. And it's just a part of the world I've never really been to. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of firmly in the Cape Town corner team cape town team unbanked can you describe a little bit of your experience of what it's like being unbanked yeah it's fun um so it's kind of it's kind of a learning experience and uh, there are a lot of like new technologies that i'm finding so I, i've been using the ledger cl card for a while which allows me to just send crypto directly to it um and actually it's it's pretty straightforward um just kind of set up a cl card i got sent a physical card and then i just have that backed by a crypto wallet um and then it's just like managing a, an account so i just have like a ledger of transactions really just use the blockchain for all my spending um so i'd be interested i mean i did that by choice right um but i'd be interested to see or speak to people meet people who didn't necessarily do it by choice but by like having to go uh, unbanked like in uh, like in argentina where the currency is just screwed um so yeah, my my experience with, with being on banks is pretty positive. It's it's uh, a lot of interesting new learning experiences for sure, um, such as like random payment providers not accepting my card, which is which is weird. So I found that I'm now looking at the terminals and I check which company made the payment terminal before I pay for something or before I order something, which is like a really interesting nuance that I never thought I would actually need to look at. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually pretty simple. And now I just check all my accounts in one place. And, and can you maybe your speak to how you, here, Henry? Yeah, can, can you maybe speak to how your experience in different countries has differed uh, in terms of financial openness and crypto adoption? I think you've been to at least every city that Bright Moments has has been in, as well as some other places. Um, <clears throat> what an interesting question. Um, I think in 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 Mexico. Mexico, it was definitely more about like the technology and the art. I met a lot of artists in, in Mexico who are doing really interesting things with blockchain. Um, and definitely also in New York as well. There are a lot of people doing like some pretty interesting stuff. Um, I actually found it hardest in LA um, to pay with different providers because uh, there's just like so many different payment terminals. Um, yeah, I don't know. Berlin, Mexico, 
definitely very tech focused. London, New York, definitely more fin- finance focused. LA was kind of like this like in between spot, and then Tokyo was just insane. Um, Tokyo, I think it was more about the art, um, but Tokyo was just a bit of a blur. Cool. I'd be curious to I'd be curious to see how that gap widens uh, in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, Awesome. We'll do maybe if there's other folks in the audience who want to come up on stage. I think one other point that is just worth mentioning um, is we really, we really need to get to ten cities, and we really need to finish this project. And it and it sounds sort of obvious, but um, what we're doing is not shouldn't be taken for granted. And it's not obvious, at least it wasn't to me at the beginning, that it was even possible. And even now, we're getting ready to do city number eight. Um, we are trying our best to not take our eye off the ball and stay healthy and make sure that as a team we can finish 10 cities because it, bright moment sort of feels like the best kept secret in the, in the crypto space. I mean, the people that know about our project really know about it and tend to be very engaged because of how high touch we are and meeting so many people in, in person. But I think that until we complete 10 cities, it's going to continue to be sort of this, this well-kept secret. Uh, most projects try to get the mint done with as quickly as possible. And it's usually on the first day and they get 10,000 people in their community who don't know each other. And then they deal with the implications of that, you know, for the, for the lifetime of the project. And we've sort of intentionally set out this model of going as slow as we can and trying to mint over the course of three years. Um, Chan, you've had a front row seat since the beginning of Venice. As you think about the next three cities, you know, what do you think as a team we need to focus on in order to make sure that we finish well? Safety in house, almost nothing else. It just it's constantly just it, it's, it's it's a really challenging thing because it's like we know we need to finish this project, but the project's not done. Like it, which requires every single one of us stay healthy and stay safe, being everywhere around the world. So you know it's a crazy world out there. Um, yeah, that, that is constantly kind of back in my mind. Like, you know, Henry is in Bali. I hope Henry is great. And, you know, like just all of us are everywhere. Just, I just pray that all, we all just stay safe and stay healthy. Um, yeah. The, night- the time zones. What? The, the time zones, the time zones are getting, um, interesting to manage. Yeah. Time zone. Yeah. That, that's kind of part of the fun, actually, you know decentralizing global um maybe i'm just kind of a pessimistic person most of the time but uh yeah i think if we can get that be healthy and safe we can finish this project it'll be amazing not even we keep saying finish the project which means we finish minting it which is like fel was saying day one for most of the project um it's ten thousand nfts basically finally being minted and dropped on the blockchain, um, then we can start doing more things, right? Which three years equals one one day for most projects. That, yeah. That's the beauty of that's this. the bright moments. What one point took three years to get through. Yeah, there's no like um, there's no JPEGs or PNGs. Um, we can just yeah. like in the folder, I can just drop out, right? So, <laughs> as right. we don't even know where we go uh, next February. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yep, I love it, and it's all on chain. Uh, Goldie, welcome on stage. A long-time Bright Moments community member. What's your opinion? Long-time caller for 
first time on there. Thank you so much. Um, personally, I voted for Paris, um, but just kind of to break down my rationale and reasoning, like I, I think one of the core elements of what makes this process so beautiful is that it is a DAO and that there is, you know, options getting picked by the core team, but nobody knows what it's going to be until the end of the vote. And that's totally done by the DAO. And just in terms of like, maybe I'm thinking about it wrong, but like, I'm very interested by history and the, you know, the enlightenment and the French revolution. And there's so many, you know, it, it might not be the most American thing ever to praise the French, but I, I think a lot of the core democratic ideals came from the French enlightenment. And, uh, there's a certain fitting degree of a Tao learning and kind of the idea of a Tao-mocracy. I don't know if I can trademark that, but that's a fun phrase I like to say. Um, so just kind of some form of alignment there. And croissants are cool. I think Gershon Yebaselli is still playing basketball in France, maybe in Spain, but favorite old Celtic. Um, and French onion soup. I had some last night because I was thinking about France. Yep, that's my point there. Awesome space. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Goldie. Um, diverse, as always. That was an amazing lineup of reasons to choose a city, I guess, as good as any. Um, okay, I don't know if anyone could beat French onion soup. Anyone else have a good uh, input? Uh, maybe we'll keep it open for a couple more minutes. Um, and once again, the vote is just uh, open until this Sunday. And regardless of your choice, uh, voting will increase your airdrop odds of receiving a crypto Patagonian. And that was an incentive that we introduced prior to Tokyo. So if you vote, the wallet uh, that voted, uh, any citizens in it will be twice as likely to receive a crypto Patagonian airdrop. And for folks like Samir, uh, as Samir knows, that airdrop is actually a great way to remain engaged in the community and also increase you know, your, your governance stake in the DAO. Um, and you don't have to do anything other than finding a delegate to go and mint on your behalf, which is a really nice model. Um, I think the other thing is in each city, you know, we sell a third, we give a third to our existing community, and then we give away 334, the largest group, to the local community. And so that model has served us really well so far. We've met amazing people through that, uh, including Samir, including Mix Brick, including Casey Dilla, who's now one of our New York signers and also won the raffle. I think she showed up 10 days in a row. Hello, Casey. Um, Actually, she won the meme competition. I want to make sure that the, the record is straight. Uh, so Casey took fate into her own hands. Um, but yeah, it's been an amazing way to get people in the community. And the amount of you know serendipity that we've gotten from giving away free JPEGs is hard to overstate. Basically, everything good that's happened to us over the last two years has come from that. So it matters. It matters where we go to and the people that we meet. Okay, final call. Raise your hand if you want to come up on stage, share an opinion. I love Paris. I think Paris, if we if we do end up going to Paris, it's going to be great. I mean, there's it's a lovely city to walk around and just spend time in, and the food is just everywhere and insane. Like there's loads of little markets. There's one market in particular that, that I that I really like, and it has like every kind of food you can imagine. And then you can just like walk around and get lost in all the little streets, which I also really like. So I think regardless of the outcome of the of the vote. Um, we're gonna go somewhere incredible, and and yeah, I think I think it will be 
I think it will be an incredible event. Agreed. Yeah, I have to All agree. Right. I just went to Paris for the first time last week, and I absolutely saw us being there. It was so amazing, and I definitely feel like I need more time. Um, I had never been, so prior I was thinking, oh, maybe... I actually still haven't placed my vote, but it it is high on my list, I must say, after going. it's It was amazing. Heard it here first, folks. Mies in Paris. New show coming on Netflix. Charlie, welcome on the <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just think the whole fashion idea in Paris, so that's something that Bright Moments has always incorporated into all the cities, but hasn't ever really been a true focus. Um, I think that could be interesting if there was, looking at the time frame, there was something to do with that. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. So we'll see. Fashion. From the fashion man himself, Charlie, with a fresh Venice fit. Charlie, how's Dream Forum coming? How's it looking? Um, I am currently booking... Um, Angelina's Pizza and maybe Thick Burger. We're deciding if the food trucks are ready, but overall it's going to be a great event and very excited. Quick plug. When is it? What is it? So Dream Forum is going to be your premier destination weekend festival for all things AI, coding, and overall intelligence. Um, it's going to be next weekend where the community of um, sort of D Forum is going to come together in a dreamlike weekend. And so that's going to be next weekend, starting Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to have some amazing DJs, speakers, technologists, and everything in between. So make sure to come out and shirts and, and that, posters, hopefully. And that's in Venice Beach. And yes, I know what you're thinking. It is cannabis friendly, just for all you folks. Yes, in the chat who are listening yes it is. Uh, 42 <laughs> Market Street, you can come through. Cool. Last call here. I, Luke, I'm, I'm watching Luke Watson pace around the gallery. I wish he would come up on stage and say something. I would love to hear his input. He's always got a very methodical breakdown, but maybe we'll have to save that for later. I, I vote for Luke to come on stage. Uh, he's, he's, he's doing something right now. I think we're getting set up to do a recording later today with one of our uh, upcoming artist partners. So he's deep in work mode, but I'm sure I'll get him to share his opinion. Okay, folks. Well, this has been a great discussion. I really appreciate everyone coming on and sharing their opinion. Once again, the vote is open for another five days, closing Sunday at midnight Pacific time. Um, please place your vote. If you have friends who have citizens, encourage them to place their vote. Uh, we'll bring on one more person, Trapped, who's going to come up on stage and close us out. Let's see. Trapped, welcome on stage. Let me know when you can hear us. I like your PFP. I'm not sure if that's you or if that is a person from television that I don't know because I'm not super cued on pop culture. All right. Welcome on stage. Luke Watson, you have the floor. Okay. I don't really have anything great for you. So, uh, you know, it's listen, I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm dealing with market demand here. I'm trying to deliver, but you really put a lot of pressure on. And the market conditions are really just not in our favor at the moment. Uh, I would just say that I've always thought that it'd be great for us to go to Seoul. Samsung has been an outstanding partner from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I feel like if we went there, we could really do something collaboratively with them. I know that uh, South Korea is a major technology center and there's just a lot that could be done there. However, um, listen, we're at the end here. And as has been noted on this call, like, Health and execution are really important. We just did Tokyo. Tokyo was uh, a big stretch from a time zone perspective, you know, just a pace, life perspective. Seoul, we can do something in Seoul. It doesn't have to be one of the official cities on the roadmap. Um, 
And so I'd like us to do that. But uh, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to go there, it's not getting my vote. I'm voting for Paris, despite the fact that the weather is going to be very cold and probably wet at that time of year. But um, I'll take Paris in the rain over, you know, somewhere that's going to really stretch us to the limit right before the big crescendo in Venice, Italy. I think that how we cross the finish line is really important. And I think that Paris is going to help us to springboard into that finish line in Venice, Italy in a bigger way than if we, you know, went somewhere that was a little bit more far flung. Buenos Aires is already kind of stretching that again. So let's just be realistic, folks. French coats is what I heard. Uh, it can be done. It can be done. I got a guy. It can be done. Oh, yeah. Got a guy for everything. All right, folks. Well, I appreciate the time today. Mies, thanks for bringing us together. Samir, thank you so much for coming up and sharing your opinion. Henry, Charlie, Chan, everyone else who joined. Um, love you all. I'll be in Venice this Thursday for AI Karaoke, and I hope to see you guys around. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Phil, for facilitating. Really appreciate everyone coming. And just some final notes. We have um, Emily Edelman on Thursday in London doing a spotlight event for Agar. We have AI Karaoke in Venice. We have co-working in Venice. And we have the totem sale on Thursday. So lots going on this week. And yeah, love you all. Appreciate you all. Talk You're soon. Van Gear. Let's go. All right. Yes. Bye.